People who either have Jewish roots or define themselves as followers of Judaism have challenges when finding a safe location for them to openly express themselves. In 1930s Germany, under the fist of Adolf Hitler, Jews began to be seen as the enemy. Hitler described them as germs and said that the Jews were the reason for Germany's decline, and he blamed them for the loss of World War I. So, many Jews began looking for refuge in other parts of the world. The United States, Bolivia, Dominican Republic, and Great Britain were some of the places that admitted a significant amount of Jews. The Jewish people tended to migrate to countries with open immigration policies, such as Latin American countries like Argentina, Brazil, Chile, and Venezuela. These countries took in Jews fleeing from poverty, discrimination, and the rise of Hitler and the Nazi party. For a while, it seemed like the Jewish people finally had found refuge, until Juan Perón, former president of Argentina, led Nazis into his country, allowing them to leave a racist scar in the country that would never heal. Argentina has a complicated history with the Jewish people in their territory. In the late 1970s, Jews in Ar Argentina were treated with Nazi-style anti-Semitism due to the military takeover government. Jacobo Timmerman, author of Prisoner Without a Name, Cell Without a Number, describes an electric torture session that lasted for hours. However, no questions were asked, only shouts of Jew, Jew. Jacobo remembers a man that was orchestrating the torture with a picture, with a picture of Hitler on the wall behind him. Later, in 1994, there was an attack on the AMIA Jewish Center in Buenos Aires. This attack was committed by Hezbollah, and it took the lives of 85 Jews and injured 300. This was the second attack on Argentina's capital in two years. Argentina isn't the only Latin America country with anti-Semitic problems. Venezuela was fed anti-Semitism anti by its former leader, Hugo Chavez. Their Jewish population is dwindling due to the absurd amount of government corruption, hyperinflation, and government-sponsored anti-Semitism. Even after the reign of Chavez, Maduro is still spreading his ideology of anti-Jewish policies. Maduro spreads conspiracy theories about Jews and their plans to take over the government. The treatment of Jews in Latin America has been typically positive, with there only being a few rough spots in their history, particularly in Argentina. Latin Americans view the Jews as equal, and they have a better history with the group. The United States has shown a year-to-year -year increase with anti-Semitism. In 2017, anti-Semitic incidents reached a point of nearly 60%, even though the majority of Americans do not have issues with the Jews they coexist with. A very disturbing rally promoting anti-Semitism occurred in Charlottesville, Virginia. This rally happened in August of 2017, where participants waved around flags with swastikas printed on them and shouted, See Kyle! More than 500 people participated in this act against the Jewish. Anti-Semitism has also been on the rise in Europe. In December 2018, a survey on experiences and perception of anti-Semitism in Europe found that 89% of Jews living in Austria, Belgium, Denmark, Germany, France, Hungary, Italy, the Netherlands, Poland, Spain, Sweden, and the UK feel that anti-Semitism has been on the rise. Almost half worried about being insulted or harassed in public, while a third feared being physically attacked. In 2018, anti-Jewish acts in France have increased by more than 70% compared to 2017. In the United Kingdom, almost 2,000 anti-Jewish incidents were reported, with 123 of the incidents involving violence. The Anti-Defamation League, also known as ADL, did a study to find out the index of anti-Semitism within 100 countries. The Middle East and North Africa came in at a 74%, while Latin America scored a 26% overall, with the United States scoring a 9%. Anti-Semitic views are being carried into the United States by immigrants, but their views aren't being passed down to their children.
In 2016, a Jewish club in Santa Fe, Argentina was threatened with a bomb. A bottle of cement inside and an Arabic measure that taunted, this is a warning, the next one explodes. Luckily, no one was in the building at the time. Jewish conspiracy theories went rampant within the Middle East, Europe, and Latin America. The United States, of course, has its own light on these conspiracy theories, the most common one being that the Jews in Israel were behind 9-11. Islamic propaganda accuses Americans of being slaves of the Jewish people and that the president is a mule for the Jewish. I personally have had anti-Semitic experiences within Texas. A 14-year-old going to the store, fiddling with her Star of Dave necklace aimlessly, only to be told by the cashew that I was a dirty Jew that needed to rot in hell. He was only a few years older than me. Admitting I was Jewish took a lot of courage. It felt like I was coming out. Being Jewish in a country with only a 9% index rate for anti-Semitism is still terrifying because you never know how kids will react. Kids who I sit next to in class will make jokes about burning the Jews and say that Hitler wasn't all that bad. Teenagers think it's funny to josh around about such a tragic event. The Holocaust has spread around as a joke within friend groups. People my age think it's funny because it never happened to them or affected them. But it has affected me and my Jewish friends. People tend to stereotype us. They think that we're just money-hungry Jewish people who are always looking for a bargain. They think that we're weird and we don't belong in America. It's not anything that a 14-year-old and a 16-year-old should have to deal with. Even my older friend, Tassidakaya, still has to deal with this, even though he's a an adult working in a professional office setting where ethics and it, it all comes into play. He still has to deal with people insulting him about his hair and the fact that they, that we celebrate Hanukkah and Purim and Rosh Hashanah. People make fun of us for the way that we talk whenever we speak in Hebrew. People don't even know that you can be Spanish and Jewish at the same time. My friend Lazarus, he was a Cuban Jewish American, has been hospitalized twice over the fact that he is Sephardi Jewish. His Friends will tease him and make fun of him for it. People that the people in the school that he goes to will threaten to kill him, and they drag him out of the classroom and they beat on him, and he gets treated terribly, all because of what he identifies with. People treat him like he's below them, when he's not. Jewish people have to deal with this on a daily now. There's so much hate in America. We have to do with neo-Nazis and people who idolize Hitler. We get treated like we're, we're nothing. We get treated like we just don't need to be here. We should have all died in the Holocaust. That's what people treat us like. It's hard. It's... There's nothing that a 14-year-old and a 16-year-old should ever have to deal with. They shouldn't have to go home crying, wondering if they're going to be able to make it through the week without getting shot. I, nobody should have to worry about going to their prayer service and get worried about somebody busting in with a gun and trying to kill them, which has happened too many times in the past few months in America. Synagogues are being shot up. People who are Jewish are being harassed just because of what they identify with. And it's, this is America.
You figured that we would have got past these issues a long time ago, but we still haven't because people can't let go of the past and people can't learn from the past. People don't understand that it's... It, people don't understand that it takes a lot of courage for me and my Jewish friends to say that we are Jewish. And you should be proud of who you are. You should be proud of your religion. You should be proud of your race. But it's hard for us to be that way because everyone around us is so judgmental and they make jokes out of our history and they stereotype us and they never give us a chance. Anti-Semitism have increased by 50% in New York City. 163 anti-Semitic crimes took place in New York from January 2019 to September 2019. 87% of these hate crimes were vandalism involving the drawing of swastikas. The rest were assaults. New York isn't the only place in the United States struggling with anti-Jewish behavior. The United States as a whole is having a struggle with anti-Semitism. 2018 had the third highest totals for assault, harassment, and vandalism against Jews in, since 1979. Akiva Puri, son of a Holocaust survivor and a United States resident, said he fears a dark period for the Jewish people is repeating itself. Somehow, we're accustomed to it, unfortunately. No one that identifies as a Jew or has Jewish roots or Jewish anybody in their family should not have to fear this. We shouldn't have to worry about being harassed on the subway for saying Happy Hanukkah to each other. We shouldn't have to worry about, is someone going to come in here and are they going to kill me? No one should have to worry about that. No one should have to worry about that based on anything. This treatment of the, the, tre the treatment that the Jewish people experience around the world it could be mainly, it could be positive it could be negative if it's negative we don't we don't deserve this we are we have been stereotyped we have been wrong we have been wrong our people have been killed just because of the fact that we're jewish it's not fair that we get treated as just these just people that just need to be killed we just need to be gone we're not a part of one big conspiracy. We're not more loyal to Israel than our home country. We do not we do not need to get over the history of what happened in the Holocaust. The Holocaust was extremely important in our history. It's not it's not fair to us that we just get to be stereotyped and we just get to be treated like this all because that we fall under the Jewish umbrella. Anti-Semitism is an issue all around the globe. In some places, it is worse than others, like Europe and the Middle East and North Africa. Jewish people are constantly fearing for their safety, even in countries where anti-Semitism is at a low. The, the Jewish people are tending to migrate out of countries that have issues with Israel. The United States and Israel, which includes Israel's controlled land in the West Bank, account for 81% of the Jewish population around the globe. One of any race, religion, background, country, anywhere should have to fear for their safety in a country that prides themselves on being independent. A country that prides themselves on having freedom of speech and freedom of religion and freedom of the press. No one should have to worry about 
going into their place of religious worship and worry about being shot and killed. That is not fair to anyone. It is not fair for the, the, the neo-Nazis to come and attack us. It's not fair for people to believe that the Holocaust is a myth after what people that, the people that I identify myself with, the people that are a part of my Jewish family, it is not fair that people say that it didn't happen to us. Anti-Semitism is a real issue. The treatment of Jewish around the world has gotten a lot better, especially considering what happened in the 1930s and 40s. We have grown so much as a country, but there are still issues that people need to notice. People need to notice and that they need to be fixed. Anti-Semitism has been an issue even since ancient times. Anti-Semitism first emerged because of religious differences between the Christians and the Jews. Even though Jesus and his followers were practicing Jews, and Christian Christianity is rooted in the Jewish teaching that there's only one God. But the Jews and the Christians became rivals after Jesus was crucified. And this, this also happened... It continued to break, the two religions continued to break apart whenever the Romans destroyed the Temple of Jerusalem in the year AD 70. And then they just exiled all the Jews. This, what, this defeat was like Jews and the Christians saw it as divine punishment. And the Christian Gospels, which were part of the New Testament of the Bible, they blamed Jews for Jesus' death. And they were depicted as killers of the Son of God. This rivalry was both political and religious. The Christians were intent on replacing Judaism to, they just wanted to make their own message universal. And by the fourth century, Christians tended to see Jews as alien people who were condemned to perpetual migration because they didn't accept Jesus as their Messiah. When, so when the Christian church became dominant, in Rome, in its empire, the leaders of the church decided to make many anti-Semitic laws, and they were they wanted to sep- they wanted to segregate Jews and cut off their freedoms, and they wanted they they wanted to force them into the the European society. They wanted to force them to give up their religion and just. Just listen. They just wanted them, make them follow the rules. France has always been a big brother in this situation. Because whenever France had its revolution in 1789, they had been the first people to give Jews civic and legal equality. And they, even after this happened, anti-Semitism was still rampant in their, in their, and they're even after the ancient times in medieval Europe, Jewish people were denied citizenship, and it's just in most of Europe they were denied citizenship. So there were some places where they were more tolerant. They weren't allowed to hold posts in the government or military. They weren't allowed membership in guilds and any professions. Jews had to wear distinctive clothing, such as the yellow badge that they would wear in the Holocaust. 
they the, the anti-Semitic violence was crazy. There was massacres by Knights of the First Crusade. People, it was just, this seems to be where Hitler got most of his ideas because they would separate the Jews off into the ghettos like they would do in the Holocaust. And it was just, they were required by law to live in these separate districts. And this segregation lasted until the 19th and early 20th centuries in most of Europe. People, this is where the this is where the basis of Jewish conspiracy theories happen. They they accuse Jews of sacrificing Christian children at Passover to obtain blood for their for our bread, and it appeared this appeared in the 12th century. These these reemerged back in the 1930s and 40s, and this was this was used as Nazi propaganda. This is also when this is also when the the stereotype that Jews were they were money hungry and that they're power hungry and that all they want is money. This is this is when that stereotype began to spread. However, most people living in Europe just decided to ignore all this because when the Jews were needed, they. When the Jews were needed, that's when we were tolerated. They performed economic functions that they were vital to trade and commerce. Christianity did not permit this this economic like high. They they didn't want the economy to grow. And Jews they didn't permit like Christians didn't permit money lending for interest and Jews we they couldn't own land. They, for these exact reasons, they were vital as money lenders and traders. This is when they were. This is when we were allowed to participate in the larger society. This is when we thrived. In Spain in the Middle Ages, this is before the expulsion in 1492. Jewish philosophers, physicians, poets, and writers. The, these people were among the leaders of a rich cultural and intelligent life. And we sh- they shared this with Muslims and Christians and everyone around them. Because this is when they were needed. This is when they were tolerated is because they were needed. And it was because they were good for the economy. No, nothing else. Only because they were good for the economy and they were helping out. Even after the Europeans had matured past their medieval phase and were mo- working into a more modern era, Jews were still considered evil especially in Roman Catholic countries. The Counter-Reformation, they renewed anti-Jewish laws and reinforced the system of making Jews live in ghettos. They were occasionally subjected to massacres. The Enlightenment in the French Revolution, it brought new religious freedom to Europe in the 18th century, but it still didn't reduce everybody being anti-Jewish. They were still regarded as outsiders. Now we're getting into the real deep-rooted Nazi anti-Semitism and the horrible event that was the Holocaust. It, the violence and anti-Semitism, it increased terribly. This, it, it increased, it was in terrifying. It was terrifying. Especially in Nazi Germany with the leadership of Adolf Hitler being so, people, people trusted him. 
They thought he was a great leader. They thought his ideas were great. And his leadership lasted from 1933 to 1945. In the Holocaust, anti-Semitism was at a whole new peak. It was at a peak that nobody ever thought that it would get to. This is a whole new dimension. The Nazis thought that this was the final solution to the Jewish question. Jews were to be wiped out completely. All of them. Men, women, children. It it didn't matter. They needed to be eradicated. They needed to be destroyed. And they needed to be completely wiped out from the human race. And the Nazis believed that eliminating the Jews, this was a, this is essential. This was a thing that was needed to purify and save the German people. Killing the Jews was... They, they believed that this was going to save them. The, the science supported Aryan racial superiority. It appealed to the masses and economies and people in high political powers. Anti-Semitism was government policy in Germany. Germany made it to where it was okay. This was okay. This, they taught it in schools. They made it scientific and elaborated it in research institutes, and they promoted it. This was this was effective, and they used it for propaganda. In 1941, the the elimination of all European Jews. This was Nazi policy. They moved into Poland, the Balkans, and Soviet Union during World War II, and they they gathered up special killing units. And they just murdered, they massacred large numbers of Jews and gypsies and homosexuals. And anyone that wasn't fitting to their white race complex, gone. They needed to be eradicated. There, there was a meeting of Nazi leaders and Jews from all over Nazi-occupied Europe. They were sent to concentration and extermination camps. They were either killed there or forced into slave labor. They would take away the Jews. They would take away the Jews' names. They would kill their families. They would gas them. They would burn them alive. They would take away every single thing that the Jews had, making them people. They would dehumanize these Jews and send them off to work until they die. And they they had a terrible, awful experiences here. They were first to work out in the cold in the rain, and if they didn't work, they were shot, and if they tried to rebel, they were shot or hung. They had no freedom. They were treated... It was it was terrible. It was anti-Semitism at a whole new peak. Hitler made this... This was his goal. He wanted to kill all the Jews. Women and children were gassed. Instantly. Sent to the gas chambers to die. The Jews thought the Jews were manipulated into thinking that this was going to be good and that they were going to be somewhere safe. The Germans treated them terribly. They ordered them around. They, they treated them like they were nothing. And the re they dehumanized them. And that was why it was so easy for them to take just, just take their lives. Even in the late 18th century, large numbers of Jews were under Russian rule, and the Jews of the Russian Empire were only allowed to live in western areas in a region known as the Pale. Russians, they, the, their laws took away all the land from Jews, 
and they required them to live in the towns and cities within the Pale. Uh, this, the way that the Russians were acting, this crippled many Jews' activities as rural traders. And over the next four decades, more than a million Jews, they all left the Russian Empire. And in addition to these anti-Jewish laws, there was mob attacks on Jew Jews. Um, and these occurred in the Russian Empire in the late 19th and early 20th centuries. And these, sev these severe acts of violence broke out in 1903 and 1905. That was just a history of anti-Semitism, just to show that it's not just a current problem. And it's not just a problem that's been just the, the near past. It's been a problem since the ancient times. Since, since Jesus was crucified by the Romans. There's been religious, there's been ethical. The Jews have always been discriminated against and stereotyped and just grouped wrongfully. They've always been seen as less, always been seen as unequal, until Nazi Germany got outed for the way that they were treating these Jews. As someone who has had your stories of Holocaust survivors and know the fact that these people are in my community, it pains me. It pains me to know that we might be going back. It, it's terrifying. It's terrifying to know that one day I could wake up and I could go to school and I could be killed. It's especially knowing the place that I live in. America is supposed to be a proud, free, independent country. This, this country was founded by people, by pilgrims, who wanted religious freedom. And now that is a part of why Jews are being discriminated against. It's it's so unfair, and it's it's immature. It truly is. We are falling back into our old ways. We are resulting to violence more often. There has been multiple synagogue shootings. People have been defying Jewish graves with vandalisms. They've been drawing swastikas. People think it it's a trend. It's a trend to hate the Jewish people. It's funny. It's funny to make jokes about Hitler. It's funny to make jokes about the Holocaust. It's funny to, oh, you must be a Jew because you have a big nose and curly hair. It's not humorous. It's, it's disgusting. And it's terrifying. It's so terrifying knowing the fact that one day, I, I might wake up and I might never get to see the light of day again. All because of my, what I identify with. It's scary seeing this stuff happen to my friends. It's scary seeing my friends being attacked on the streets. We can't express ourselves. We have to hide behind a wall of, oh, I'm Christian, when we're not. Oh, I'm Catholic, when we're not. Because for most Jews, it's easier to blend in with the people around you than give yourself 
individuality. There's a quote from George Orwell's 1984, which can really be used to summarize this. The choice for mankind lies between freedom and happiness. And for the greater bulk of mankind, happiness is better. Most Jews would rather blend in with what they aren't. They would rather identify themselves as something they aren't. They would rather conform to a mold instead of being instead of being free. Instead of being able to express themselves. They it's just it's easier for them to be happy than it is for them to be free. And it's just a sad it's just sad and tragic that it has to be this way. Anti Semitism is an issue on a day-to-day basis in different parts all over the world, in Europe, in Latin America, in the United States, in the Middle East, in North Africa, in South Africa. It's an issue all over the globe. And we won't be able to do anything about it unless we put we bring ourselves together and we quit judging and we we let the past stay in the past. It will not get better if we bring back Hitler's ideology. It will not get better if we bring back the pol- the Nazi policies. This is a global effort. This is something that we all need help.